This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Boom on a TGIF. Mm-mm-mm. You got a BKR edition today as John Ramos brings in the exclamation point. Glad to have you with us on this Friday. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, phone records are a nasty thing. I, I, I mean, when you realize, I remember in college racking up phone bills and seeing like, wow, I was on the phone for 121 minutes because I was homesick or or maybe you're talking to a girl or a significant other. Uh, those were the worst that I thought phone bills could get or phone records could get. Um, Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze found out a very different way as the head coach now out of a job resigning as the head football coach of the Rebels. Dan, is there a certain combination you like to have? Like if you eat a certain food, do you have to have a certain drink with it? It just tastes better with that certain drink. Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Absolutely. I need there's a there's a brewery and like pub that's a, a 
chain in Southern California, okay, and they have a certain type of wings that it's like a Pavlov's thing. Like I need to have Mountain Dew okay. when I have those certain wings. Like if I would have any other sort of drink, it just wouldn't be the same the same taste that I would need. I need both of those to go together. It just goes good together, right? Yes, better than absolutely. anything else. Does absolutely. anything go better with college football besides hookers? No. Honestly, find <laughs> me something better than, than hookers to go alongside you know, college I, football. I, I was going to say, you know, tailgating the bands, the energy. Oh, but I did all that. Yeah, I, th- I think that escort services and hookers are the way to go. Heck, I'll tell you, you ask Louisville and you end up asking uh, Ole Miss and things seem to be um, – <laughs> Just a, just oh, dandy. Oh, man, I love it. Hugh Freeze resigning last night as the head football coach at Ole Miss. If you missed the story, resigned after phone records showed that Freeze used his phone that was issued by the university to call an escort service. And as Ole Miss looked further into the phone records, they found out that this call to that number may have been a one-off, but there was a pattern of other calls throughout the history signifying the end of the Hugh Freeze era at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. And Jonas, last night when the announcement ended up being made, I thought to myself, this has to be the worst way to lose your job in college football that we have seen. And I know Bobby Petrino's Arkansas motorcycle accident with the mistress on the back of his motorcycle, who he gave a job to within the athletic department, seems like a bad way to go out. However, Jonas, think about this. This all started because Ole Miss was being sued by their former coach, Houston Nutt, because Hugh Freeze was the one who said all of the other problems that were going on at Ole Miss were because of Houston Nutt and what he did during his time. So an arch rival also ends up bringing Hugh Freeze down. Hey, you want to be a rat? You want to go uh, dig for more cheese? Don't be surprised if there's a trap there ready to snap your neck. And that's what ended up happening to, to Hugh Freeze. You, you tried to throw a guy under the bus, and, and you ended up getting tossed under the bus yourself. It's And I don't think anybody's surprised that it ended this way, but it's how it ended like you said, could not be worse for him. If it would have been, you know, multiple academic violations or something like that, I mean, he could end up in another job and he wouldn't have that stain on him. But much like Bobby Petrino, whenever you think about Bobby Petrino, you no longer think about him leaving a post-it note to the Atlanta Falcons players, letting them know that he was quitting. You now picture him up there at the press conference with his neck brace on and his face destroyed because uh, his side piece and her boyfriend found out about it and beat him up uh, as he crashed on a moped during a holiday. I mean, he, it, it's never the same for Bobby Petrino. Now, he's a good coach. He landed on his feet. For Hugh Freeze, yeah, this is as bad as it gets. Hugh Freeze's end came last night as Ole Miss officials made the announcement that he was resigning. Vice Chancellor Ross Bjork talked about how this whole investigation and, I guess, Jonas, the final straw all began. We did a quick assessment and determined that this was the only time that that particular number was ever called from Coach Freeze's phone since he started working here at Ole Miss in 2011. Because the call lasted less than one minute and did not appear at the time to be part of a pattern, we initially attributed this call to a misdialed number. Okay, so right there, they're like, they were. it was brought to their attention by the attorney of Houston Nutt that there is a phone number that was not redacted by Hugh Freeze. He had the opportunity to actually cross out the number, mm-hmm. okay, which makes it even worse. Like, he had an opportunity to really cover himself, and it was a misdialed. And that's what you hear Ross Bjork saying is that 
that one-off number, which was not called a second time, was just a wrong number, which was Hugh Freeze's argument. But what ended up happening, and here come the can of worms, that can was opened up. Because now Houston Nuts attorneys tell Ole Miss, hey, we've got this phone call. Maybe you should take a look into it. Ole Miss sees the one phone call and says, all right, that's nothing. But maybe let's end up looking into some more of the phone calls. And then Ross Bjork describes what happened next. In our analysis, we discovered a pattern of conduct that is not consistent with our expectations as the leader of our football program. As of yesterday, there appeared to be a concerning pattern. So maybe not the first time or the second time or the tenth time, but this is what brings Hugh Freeze down, Jonas. Not everything else that happened within that, that college football program, but this phone number. I mean, I can relate to Hugh Freeze because I know, Dan, that sometimes, I mean, I've done it before to where I accidentally dialed this one number and I was, you know, my girlfriend at the time was questioning me on it saying, what's this number here? And I, well, what number are you talking? Oh, it must've been a pocket dial. That number was one nine hundred wet six, nine, six, nine. I don't know how that happened. Again, I don't know how that happened. You know, I was wearing cargo shorts at the time. I know those are outlawed <laughs> nowadays, but maybe if my keys got in the way, weird thing, weird things could go on. So I can relate to Hugh Freeze here, but if you're okay, Houston Nut, what does he do? Which, by the way, that name's going to be difficult to keep stay on track here while we're discussing the story. Um, Houston Nut, while we're while he's going through all this process and his lawyers are here, I, I, I'm fascinated to know because you said that these records are public. How did Houston Nut know what was going on? Because he was basically thrown under the bus by the Ole Miss staff. So so somebody somewhere, and I know, listen, it could be luck of the draw. They said, check this number out, and then all of a sudden they found these other numbers. Don't you think Houston that had to have been told something? Like, hey, if I were you, I'd look into this because I'm hearing things about this sure. guy. Sure. Yeah, maybe rumors are I mean, going it's about. A, it's a small word. You go to those small college towns, that stuff spreads around. Everybody, you remember the Penn State, I'll be a, a completely different situation, but the Penn State situation if you talk to people in and around the campus there they had known something about jerry sandusky and something was a little off there for years it was only until somebody had the balls to go on record and say hey you need to look into this this guy's a dirtbag that but you knew about stuff there for years i mean you went to wisconsin i'm sure you heard stuff about player athletes or coaches there on campus so to me, somebody must have told or tipped off Hugh Freeze at some or at uh, um, Houston Nutt at some point to where he went to his attorneys and said, "I heard this about him. Let's check the records." I was wondering. I thought maybe, and that, there, there's a lot to it because uh, to what you said. Because I do think that, as you said, everybody. I, I don't want to say everybody knows everybody's dirt, but if there's smoke, there may be fire. Yes. Okay, and and you may hear some things if you're an attorney or you're a law office going through a case, you are going through those. I mean, you're getting a stack of papers and you're having your people go through absolutely everything. The only thing that I think could differ from that, because I do think that there's a lot of validity to what you said, is I wonder if they were thinking that those numbers could have been recruiting violations or could have been to maybe boosters or different people that that's why they wanted to look into the number. And then all of a sudden came upon Oh, look at what we got hey. here. Hey, Dave, Dave, come on in here. You got to check this number out, okay? And and that's what I – I don't know exactly how it all went down with Houston Nuts attorneys and, and his representation, 
But I would I would have to say, if I had to narrow it down to two, your thoughts and my thoughts would have to be the finalists considering just on how how crazy this is. And this is why I think it's the worst way to lose your job that we've seen in college football. I was talking with Chad, the intern, before the show, and I'm telling him, everybody thinks Jim Tressel got fired because of the tattoo scandal. Jim Tressel got fired because he knew about the tattoo yeah. scandal, and then the NCAA said, you sign documents each year to say, do you know of any wrongdoing that's going on? He signed them knowing about the tattoo scandal. Yeah. It wasn't that Jim Tressel was running the scandal. He just knew about it, signed a paper, which means that he lied, and then he ended up losing his job. And when you talk about Bobby Petrino, you know what? He had a mistress that he had hooked up in the athletic department. They crash a motorbike. Awful way to, to do it. <laughs> but when you think of Freeze, could have crossed out the phone number, okay? Could have crossed out the phone number. It happened because of the guy that he tried to slander in trying to get the heat off of him, and it comes back to bite him. It's just there's so many facets to it that I just think it's got to be the worst way to go out there. One phone number led to his eventual dismissal. Uh, on the Bobby Petrino stuff, uh, it may have been a motorcycle. Um, he it, it may have been a Harley. It may have been one of those you know speed bikes. It just it sounds so much better when you say moped. It just it just adds to this. It's that little that little ingredient that you're not expecting that really spices things up. But no, it's th- this whole thing is and when and when it's funny you bring up Jim Tressel. You remember what a big deal that was because oh, he yeah. was so successful and he was so loved there in that state. Well, his image, yeah. And then now you get back all these years later and you see some of the other things that have happened in college football and you go, I can't believe that guy lost his job for that compared to all this. I get it, the technicality and all that stuff, but he basically fell on the sword for his team. He, he, he in essence, you know, lied to, to prevent his team from getting in trouble. So, and, and you look at all these years later and you see all these coaches who not only do things to detriment their team, but their school and the people around them, that it makes you look at Jim Tressel and you go, I still can't believe that guy got clipped for that. It's, it's terrible. It, yeah, it's when you get the right information and you, and you understand what happened, it's it's crazy to think of all these situations. And to me, Jonas, it was crazy that this happened at Ole Miss again. Okay? Like, like it happened again. Ole Miss again. This was my request. Oh, wow. Yes. The Phil Collins song. Anytime I hear it. Oh, Ole Miss again. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ole Miss again. Uh, yes. Ole Miss happens again. I put it on Twitter last night. We had somebody request it, so we had to do Ole Miss again. Uh, by the way, our boss, Scott Shapiro, has weighed in on the issue on social media. He says, does anybody find it ironic that this happened at a school named Ole Miss? You know, <laughs> very good. And listen, like, oh, and you know, I had an offer from Ole Miss, and I refused to go there because it wasn't Ole Mister. <laughs> hey, this just in, Jonas. Yeah, we've got the phone records to Hugh Freeze. Do you want it? Do you want to try that later worked? on? Let's later on in the show. Okay, we are going to check out some of the numbers that were on the university issued phone oh my to Hugh Freeze. I don't want to get ended fired, up bringing man. him down. Okay. Do we do Johnny? Do we have time? Maybe next hour or the hour, some something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next, okay. All right. We're not going to do it right hour, now, yeah. but we have got we have got the phone numbers, the phone records that ended up bringing Hugh Freeze down. I don't want to get fired, man. I I, I work. I got three other shows I got to do this weekend. I do not want to get fired. Can we at least talk with management to make sure that we can get the green light on this? Yes. Yeah, we got because if we don't do it until oh. maybe 
45 minutes or so, oh, or maybe uh, maybe in the uh, oh, five o'clock Eastern time hour, we could we could do it. Let's uh, yeah, let's just see what we've got because uh, this is this is going to be good. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Man, well, he's Dan. Numbers. He's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox, and you can get me at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, we will get inside information from a man who knows all about the latest scandal in professional sports, and we'll have that for you next. BKR edition today. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That is Johnny Ramos. Want to let you know today's show is brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Hugh Freeze is out of a job. The former coach at Ole Miss now looking for employment and probably dealing with other stuff, Jonas, after his job was lost yesterday after resigning. As Ole Miss said that even if he didn't resign, they would have ended up firing him. The fact is Ole Miss now moves on with Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze goes in a different direction. Where those two parties go, who knows? But let's deal with the issue at hand right now. Joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, covers college football for the USA Today. Dan Wolken joins us. Hey, Dan, good to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We are doing uh, great. Glad to have you on. And how surprised were you that this is what put an end to the Hugh Freeze era in Oxford? Not that surprised. Uh, felt the tide start to turn last week when the Houston Nut lawsuit was filed, I think, on top of the NCAA stuff. Uh, that they were already dealing with and, and defending him for. Uh, I think the school was starting to tire of, you know, more uh, stuff, more more things piling up against him that they were having to fight and stake their credibility on. And uh, then this happens uh, with this phone call that was brought to their attention, and they did digging into it, and, and everything's starting to unravel. So, um I really felt like uh, once that Houston nut lawsuit came, the odds of him being the coach for game one this year were dropping to, you know, coin flip his best. And then uh, once things it, – it happened quickly and, and forcefully that uh, they made the decision to cut ties now. Hey, Dan, I don't know if you would know this, but how did Houston Nutt and his attorneys know to check phone records? Did they get? Did somebody tip them off that maybe there was some something happening? You know, there behind, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze making these phone calls, or was it just they took a shot in the dark and they ended up coming up big? Well, it's it's a great question, um, but you also have to understand uh, the the context. Back in January 2016, Ole Miss received a notice of allegations from the NCAA, uh, accusing them of of some pretty significant violations. And what was happening is you were seeing all these media accounts pop up. You know, sources say that uh, most of what's in the notice of allegations is from the Houston Nut era. That was out there uh, in uh, on a number of, of media outlets. Well, there are only a few people who would have seen what was in the notice of allegations, one of them being Hugh Freeze and, and the athletic director and, and some other folks. And so I think it sort of made sense for the attorneys to – because ultimately this is a defamation suit from Houston Nutt saying, you know, that, that he was he was falsely dragged into this. Uh, and so they basically looked up, you know, who was calling or, or 
who these uh, officials from Ole Miss were calling around the time the news broke. And what they saw was a lot of conversations with media members who then in turn went uh, out and, and pushed a false narrative about Houston Nutt. Uh, it just so happened that there was this one call from, from a Detroit area code that uh, was on the, the call logs that turned out to be an escort service. And that once he raised that with the Ole Miss lawyers, uh, that's when uh, they started to look into it deeper. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Dan Walken of the USA Today joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. We're in for Doug Gottlieb. I'm Dan Beyer. That is Jodis Knox. Is this a case of Hugh Freeze getting caught up in the – big game of college football, or is this just Hugh Freeze who Hugh Freeze is? Because it's a guy who really, I mean, really burst onto the scene to really come and take this job at Ole Miss and then to have success seems to me, Dan, that it's just a whole nother world that maybe some people aren't ready to take on. Who is actually Hugh Freeze, and do we even know? <laughs> well, uh, I have been around uh, Memphis a long time. I, I live in Atlanta now, but uh, part of my career I spent in Memphis at the Commercial Appeal, and it was around that same time that, that Hugh started his ascent from high school coach to, um, you know, to, to uh, staffer at Ole Miss, and then eventually became the head coach. And you know, I I, I don't think his reputation uh, was as good as some people wanted to make it out to be. Um, you know, to to make it to that point as a as a head coach, I mean, you've got to be pretty cutthroat. You've got to be pretty ambitious. Uh, it's a tough game, and to rise above everything, you, you need more than just talent. Um, you gotta, you know, you gotta play the game a little bit and 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 have some political skills. And uh, there's no question that a lot of people within the college football industry and uh, p- people who recruited against him and coached against him you know, thought that the the Hugh Freeze act was uh, a little bit overwrought and that he wasn't maybe quite the same guy that uh, he wanted people to think he was. So, you know, I, I don't know that he's a fundamentally bad person or anything like that. I mean, look, you break NCAA rules. It's a lot of coaches do. Um, it's, it's part of how you advance in the sport is to get players and do it by any means necessary. But uh, he did not have the best reputation, and I think uh, there's a lot of people around the SEC in the Southeast who, frankly, are, are uh, kind of gleeful about what's happened. Dan, who was the first person to blow the whistle on the university? Was it Laramie Tunsil's stepdad? Because he made some allegations against the program. Was that when everybody started to really take a look in this? Yeah, well, I think that there's no, there's no doubt that that was a huge catalyst for the NCAA in, in getting their investigation going. Uh, they they really wanted to to go investigate Ole Miss when they signed that recruiting class in 2013 that right. included Laramie Tunsil and Kemdichi and Laquan <laughs> Treadwell, three players who were ranked number one in their position in the country coming out of high school, none of whom from the state of Mississippi. That's just not something that happens at Ole Miss ever, and that raised a lot of suspicions. And Hugh Freeze put out a tweet, a famous tweet, basically saying, you know, uh, if if you uh, you know have any evidence of violations, send it to our compliance office. If not, stop smearing our our players. And uh, that you know that was sort of the um, you know kind of the arrogant moment uh, in which uh, which will go down in infamy because that's that's sort of when it all started to unravel. 
USA Today's Dan Wilkin joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So now where does Ole Miss go? Already a postseason ban for 2017. You're in the SEC West having to face Alabama, LSU. Um, what happens to this program now and at least the near future? Well, they're going to have to hire a new coach, and you know that's months away. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit dark for the next year or two. Um, we'll see what happens with the NCAA case. Could be more sanctions coming. Uh, this season is going to be kind of a mess because you've got this transition with uh, an interim coach, and there may be some players who transfer. It's 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 not an easy time to navigate right now, but you know they'll have an opportunity to hire a coach and hopefully have a clean slate, and, and you just have to see where it goes. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, Ole Miss is a program that's kind of had high highs and low lows, and you know they're kind of cycling down right now, and and we'll see what the next guy can come in and do. Uh, last one for me, Dan. You're in Vegas. You walk up to the sports book. They've got a bet up on the board that says, who's more likely to get the next head coaching job? Hugh Freeze or Houston Nutt? Who do you bet on? <laughs> you know, probably still Hugh Freeze. Um, I don't think Houston Nutt's going to be able to get back into coaching. He's uh, he's kind of damaged goods. He's a little bit older. Um, the way he ended his career at Ole Miss, uh, just – didn't look like he could really manage the program very well. Uh, he's tried to get back into coaching the last few years and really hadn't had a significant bite. You know, I think Hugh Freeze, now depending on the NCAA, they may suspend him for several years. We'll see. But uh, I, I think, you know, time passes, he repents, uh, rehabilitates his image, does some TV. You could see him back in the game. I mean, there tends to be a pretty forgiving sport on, on scandal. Let me ask you this, piggybacking on what Jonas says to wrap it up. What about if you threw Lane Kiffin on that betting slip? Okay. Oh, okay. What, what about that? Would would you go Kiffin uh, above those other two, considering who he's now following on Twitter? Well, well Kiffin is at Florida Atlantic this year, and uh, I think there's a lot of uh, people interested to see how he does there. It's not an easy job, but it's in a winnable conference. Um I, I don't think college sports, most people who, who make these decisions, these hiring decisions, trust uh, trust Lane Kiffin whatsoever. That's why he ended up with the Florida Atlantic job after really doing a, a good job as offensive coordinator at Alabama. Um, I mean, he's fallen pretty far. He's got a lot more image rehab to do than I think most people realize. He covers college football for USA Today. You can find him on Twitter at Dan Walken. Dan, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks. Oh, man. Next offseason, well, after Kevin Sumlin gets fired, because that'll be the next one, <laughs> you're going to have Chip Kelly and Les Miles, who will be able to choose where they want to go. And if Jim Moore gets clipped at UCLA? Well, here's the, here's the thing that I – and that's why I asked him about where does this program go, because – is there a worse division to be in in college football than the SEC West? Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I mean, if you were to take a job, so to do what Hugh Freeze did was magnificent when Dan talked about the recruits and the talent they brought in off the charts and, and really unheard of. But now if you're a coach, is that the division that you want to go to? Of all the places you want to go up against Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and those? Nah, um, I'd maybe see what's happening in the SEC East before yeah. I commit to anything. I love Ole Miss, man. I love him so much. Just the idea that your best defensive player was so high he fell out of a window. <laughs>
something about that. It's just to me, I don't know. It just it, makes me. It weird. happened before though in 1991. John Ramos. Um, yes. I, I think at Laverne, wasn't yeah. it? Right. It was a Skyac scandal. I think it was. Oh, okay, yeah. that's where it was. All right. <laughs> I, I read about that. Uh, all right. So uh, that is uh, Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox, and for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. But up next. You will not believe what one teammate had to say about another one in the NFL who may be getting suspended. We'll have the very latest for you coming up in 60 seconds from now. No commercials. First, though, let's find out what's trending. BKR edition. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. He is Johnny Ramos. Glad to have you along. Thanks to Dan Walken to talk about Ole Miss and what went down with Hugh Freeze. And now we switch gears to the NFL because – Reports, Jonas, by the NFL Network and now others saying that the NFL's investigation into the Ezekiel Elliott situation has wrapped up. And the reason I say situation is because it really seems to be more than one. There seems to be the accusation that was made in last summer, uh, July of last year, uh, by a woman before Elliott even played it down in the National Football League. That same woman also made another accusation alleging that Elliot uh, attacked her in Florida. There was the St. Patty's Day parade where Elliot pulled the top off of a woman during a parade in broad daylight. <laughs> like it was Woodstock 99. And and the fight that happened on Sunday, I don't think is even a part of the NFL investigation. Maybe it was added over these last couple of days, but the NFL has wrapped up their investigation into the Ezekiel Elliott situation, and we could find out soon on if the Cowboys running back will be receiving any punishment for the off-field actions that and allegations that have been connected to him. When does he get it? Like, when, when does it occur to him that, you know what, maybe the people I'm with probably don't have my best interests in their mind. You know, maybe they're not really thinking about my best interests. Well, I think one of his teammates thinks very soon because Des Bryant said yesterday he believes that all of this is a stepping stone, that this is kind of a a process that Ezekiel, a fa- Ezekiel Elliott is going through, a phase, so to say, that at some point he will grow out of this and, and build up and become a better man and realize. The problem is, is after incident one, it didn't change. After incident two, it didn't change. And now after incident three, it doesn't change. So I would love to have an answer, and I would say the chance is probably about 50-50. Um, I don't know because there have been enough opportunities for him to have a glass of water splashed in his face to say, hey, okay, wake up. Now you're in the the big leagues. This is a much different game, and that apparently hasn't happened. I wonder if Dallas, deep down, maybe Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, when they're talking privately, I wonder if they hope that he does get suspended. Not from a football standpoint, but just a one- or two-game suspension at the start of the year to be like, hey, this isn't Columbus, man. This isn't like you you can't just get away with certain things because of who you are. There's a bigger spotlight on you now. More people know who you are. And if this isn't going to get into your head that, hey, I'm costing my team here, then I wonder if that if if secretly they're they're looking at this going, we can't control him. We've tried talking to him. It doesn't work. So why don't we uh, you know, let the NFL step in? They pop him for a game or two games. Maybe they lose. They've got uh, the Giants week one, and then they go at Denver week two. So that's a stuff, tough early sp- part of the schedule against two tough defenses. You need that guy in the lineup to beat those two teams. And I wonder if Dallas deep down goes, screw it, let him get suspended. Maybe he'll learn that way. Maybe it's the parent who finally is sick of covering up for their kids so yeah. they let the police handle it for a night yeah. or or a weekend and try to let them learn his lesson that way. 
And it is apparently a lesson that uh, Des Bryant thinks that Ezekiel Elliott will go through. But this is be this is a bigger picture. Bryant said that while he didn't give Zeke a pass on what had happened in the past, he did say that the lights of playing in Dallas when you're a Dallas Cowboy and it's your first season may have an effect. In fact, the quote said, and I'll quote, Zeke's a young guy. I'm not blaming it on that, but freshman college to playing for America's team, it's kind of hard to deal with. You got to give Zeke credit because he does deserve it. He does deserve to have fun because to work, you have to have fun. But as the years pass, as he gets older, he's going to mature and things are going to get a lot smoother. Yeah. Des Bryant thinks it's a matter of time. But Albert Breer of the MMQB pointed out in a piece today that this was something that was in Ezekiel Elliott's background entering the draft that NFL personnel knew about, that Ezekiel Elliott likes the spotlight, likes to go out and have a good time. And one of the things that was difficult was because Ezekiel Elliott just burns really hot, okay, meaning he could go out and party all night, but he'd be the first one in the weight room and kill it the next day. So how can you? So so they're in a situation where how can you tell a guy to not do that or get it through his head when he's still beating everybody in the weight room and, and putting the work in there? But there was an instance that Breer cited where Joey Bosa, who was suspended for Ohio State's season opener in Bosa's final year in Columbus, Bosa ended up moving out of Ezekiel Elliott's apartment because he didn't want to be involved in that sort of lifestyle and that atmosphere anymore. And he felt that that atmosphere cost him the season opening game, a game that Ohio State ended up winning. But Bosa was looking at it as, hey, I'm about to go into the NFL after this season. I don't need to be associated and connected with this. So one of his teammates and one of his friends actually moved out of his, his apartment. That shows you on how much the Ezekiel Elliott history has been there, and it's not maybe just a Dallas and big lights thing. This is a guy who really likes to have fun and sometimes too much. I get it, but if you if you reach your dream, if it's your dream come true, you make it to the NFL, you're a star now, and you have such a fantastic rookie year, I understand Des Bryant saying, well, you know, the spotlight and all that, it's much different here, but it's all about decision-making. When you were first told that you were going to be getting a show every weekend here on Fox Sports Radio, you're pretty happy, right? Yes, absolutely. How'd you celebrate? I... I don't think I did. I think maybe a dinner, and then yeah. you just yeah, then you just do more work for the show. Yeah, I mean when yeah. when when our boss Scott Shapiro told me I was going to be getting a show on the weekends, I was ecstatic. You know, and I don't remember how I celebrated, but you know what I know I didn't do? I didn't pull some woman's top down. Yes. You know, I just I said, you know, I finally got here. Maybe that's not the move to make, especially with cameras around. I think I went and punched a guy in a bar. Yeah, I think that's, that's that, actually that now it. that I remember. Listen, I think that's what I ended yeah, up doing. That was it. I, in fact, I was there when Dan did that. I had to move out because I felt like it cost me the first show. <laughs> much like much like Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah, you just you don't do these things. Make better decisions, bro. Like you can you can blame Dallas all you want. I don't make better decisions. What are you waiting for? Salt Lake to have a football team? You know, I'm sorry. And, and I will I will side with Des Bryant in this because we talked about it this week. I think it's ridiculous when people are saying there's no leaders in that locker room. Okay, Des is saying that hey Ezekiel is going to figure this out at some point. The problem is is it is it going to be too late or is it going to cost more than it maybe would right now? That's the issue, but it's not a it's not an absence of Tony Romo or an absence no. of leadership in that locker room that's causing Ezekiel Elliott to do this, and that's why we said this week this is an Ezekiel Elliott problem. So I agree with Des Bryant in that aspect of at some point the guy's got to grow out of it and grow up to be able to not do these things and, and to get out of whatever he's dealing with right now. Well, I can tell you this. Training camp is in Oxnard, California, about, uh, what would you say, about 50 minutes from here, 45 minutes yeah, from here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about, uh, about 15 minutes from my home. 
there's a few places you could get in trouble there oh, during right. training camp. I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, you, you make a couple wrong turns, and next thing you know, La Colonia is right behind you, and you don't want to mess with those dudes. Well, I'll tell you, about two hours south of here, there's a place where you can really have fun on the good side of things. Where's that? Okay, that's La Jolla, California. Oh, have you heard of it? Oh, my yes. gatos. It's the home of Torrey Pines and the home of the Farmer's Insurance Open. And for the past few years, Fox Sports Radio has been broadcasting live at the Farmer's Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. I've been fortunate enough. You've been fortunate enough to been there. John Ramos, 2018, is in his plans for sure. Fox Sports Radio is looking forward to going to the Open again next January. If you also want to go and watch the pros play in person and walk inside the ropes with Ricky Fowler during the Pro-Am, now is your chance. As a matter of fact, we're going to one-up it. Yep, we're going to raise the stakes here. Not only do you get to hang out with Ricky Fowler at the Pro-Am at Torrey Pines, you can also, yes, take another trip to play around at the TPC course at Sawgrass in Florida. The Players' Championship course at Sawgrass, yes, in the beautiful state of Florida. Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make that happen. Check out FarmersExperienceCounts.com at FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Not only can you get some key golf pointers from Ricky Fowler and Butch Harmon in their Experience Counts video series, you can also enter the Experience Count sweepstakes to win a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and to TPC Sawgrass along with a custom-fit set of Cobra Puma Clubs. Farmers Experience counts both on and off the course. Visit FarmersExperienceCounts.com for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Up next, a world champion, one of the best players in the entire league, has reportedly asked to be traded. Find out who that is next year on FSR. BKR edition. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. He is John Ramos. Again, the Hugh Freeze phone records coming up later on in the show. I would say within the next, uh, I don't know, 70 minutes to 150 minutes, we'll get to it. But I want to get to Jonas Knox's sack right now because I want to find out. Let's reach into Jonas's sack. (laughs) Who this NBA superstar Jonas teased earlier? David Gascon joins us again. Hey, Dave. Happy Friday. How you doing? I'm doing a little bit better than yesterday. I got summoned to uh, Scott Shapiro's office for a Uh drug test after some accusations (laughs) of PED use. Well, listen, needle marks and acne on the back. What do you want me to do, Dave? I don't know. I got to overcome it, I guess. You guys got to kick your producer out, too. He's in a foul mood today. Anyways, let's Uh, let's reach into your sack real quick, Jonas, shall we? Psychic. Please do. Oh, all right. Psychic. Maybe I should have seen ahead who the NBA superstar he was talking about. (laughs) Hey, Gentlemen, there's a report out there right now from ESPN's Brian Windhorse that Cavaliers Kyrie Irving informed Dan Gilbert last week that he wants to be traded from the team. Irving has a desire to be the focal point of an attack somewhere and not play alongside one LeBron James. So, gentlemen, where does he end up? Okay, first of all, I just want to say this, okay? I, You know what? Since we're doing psychic, yeah. I told you a month ago, you're not going to get Cavs Warriors for the fourth straight year. Yep. Here is another, another piece to this puzzle. I saw it back then, and I'll tell you what, Kyrie Irving goes nowhere this season, but it is just pure chaos and drama and dysfunction in Cleveland for the next nine months. Yeah, Dan's right, got right. a uh, Dan's got a saying, today's news two months ago. Right, <laughs> it's tattooed on my back, actually. We're in a, uh, a very peculiar. Where's he going to end up? Well, I don't think – I'll if, if I'm Dan Gilbert and people are going to think I'm crazy, you got to trade LeBron. He's got to go. 
He's not going to be back. You've got Kyrie Irving longer term, and he's going to be in the league longer than LeBron. Trade LeBron now. You can get a grip for him, and you can start the rebuild early. I'd trade LeBron. Plus, it'll humble him. This is a side that – or a sight, I should say, that you could see coming. And this is why now Kyrie Irving was sitting there. Kyrie Irving is under contract for the next two years. That's when his opt-out would happen. And if LeBron left after next year – and, Dave, I know you said that it's maybe more of Kyrie doesn't want to play second fiddle anymore and wants to run his own show – but the fact of the matter is, you can't do that in Cleveland, even if LeBron James, because if LeBron James leaves, guess what? Cleveland's already got their title. You're not going to do better than what LeBron did there. You're in a market that nobody wants to go to, and now you don't have as much talent around you. So this was inevitable, whether he opt out of his contract and leave via free agency or now request a trade. He just wants it to happen 24 months sooner. And you know what? A lot of people forget that the reason Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh worked with LeBron James, because those guys had already had individual success and they wanted to have team success not everybody wants to be LeBron's cabana boy all right Kyrie Irving probably tired of hearing you've got to you've got to get everything through LeBron you've got to do he's probably tired of it he says listen we got a championship but I want to live my own life I don't want to just be you know his waiter the entire career my entire career in Cleveland so he wants to go I don't blame him and that leads me next to this Adrian Wojnarowski had reported earlier that Carmelo Anthony's willing to boot his 8.4 million dollar trade kicker in order to land in Houston with the Rockets. Of course, his desire is either to be in Houston or with Cleveland. So, gentlemen, does this trade actually go down? If it hasn't gone down already, and I know some people may say that, it, hey, it's it, it was so close, th- there are parameters there. I don't think it happens. I th- The further it goes on, the less that I think that something is actually going to get done with Carmelo. I think that they just may have to put up with it in New York. I disagree with Dan. I think it does get done. And do you want to know how I know it's going to get done, Dan? How's that? I don't know. I thought we were supposed to disagree. Isn't that what we're supposed to do here? That was Jonas's. <laughs> Hands are cold. This Kyrie Irving situation, and as John was playing the drops of peculiar, okay, it's a peculiar offseason. I didn't think that as he was talking, and as I said, that he wasn't talking about the peculiar moves that were happening with the Cavaliers. He was just saying that they were in a peculiar spot. Now we have more context on why they're in a peculiar spot because he knew all along, Jonas, that one of their top three players wanted to be traded, and it just happened to be him. You got to trade LeBron. Trade LeBron. And you know who I think would trade for him? Who's that? Uh, Okay. And John Ramos has just requested a trade from BKR. What? No, just kidding. That's a lie. But Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland, apparently. Um, We're in for Doug, BKR edition. He's Jonas Knox. Yes, I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. As Brian Winhorst of ESPN is the one who reports that Kyrie Irving has told the Cavaliers he wants to be dealt after the sides met last week. David Aldridge of TNT confirmed it with two sources. In fact, Aldridge spoke with the agent for Brian, or excuse me, for Kyrie Irving, and they had a conversation confirming that a meeting happened, but would not go into the specifics of what happened in that meeting. But apparently, it was Kyrie Irving saying he wants out. And a lot of people are going to look at this and go, "How could you want?" Who would want to leave playing with LeBron James to go anywhere else? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe you just get tired of the constant passive-aggressive comments. Maybe you just get tired of the idea that the success of my career is all predicated on whether or not I'm playing with LeBron and you want to go out and do your own thing. 
I don't think it's that far-fetched. I, I'm not that surprised. I, I'm really not. And the fact that his agent came out and talked with Adrian Wojnarowski, and I know David Aldridge, as you mentioned, uh, had said that, you know, it, had put the comments up, didn't exactly deny it. He didn't exactly mm-hmm. say it's not true. He just said, y'all, we had meetings with the team, and we'll keep those discussions private. I mean, I, I get it. That's why if Dan Gilbert is smart and he's looking at the long term of his franchise – You trade LeBron James. Who's going to be around longer, okay? LeBron James or Kyrie Irving. Who's going to start to decline sooner, LeBron James or Kyrie Irving? It's LeBron. So you got to trade him now. Danny Ainge always tells this story that Red Auerbach and having, you know, they were at a Christmas party together, and he recalls having conversations with Red Auerbach. And one of the biggest regrets Red Auerbach had was that when he had the opportunity, he didn't trade Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish. There were offers on the table. Minnesota wanted Kevin McHale. Indiana wanted Larry Bird. And he was so loyal to those guys that he held on to him for too long, and he couldn't get value afterwards. If you're Dan Gilbert, now's the time. Trade LeBron and get something back. Anything? Because that's the issue, because LeBron can opt out and become a free agent. So if you're a team, I mean, would you, for one season of LeBron James, with your, is it is it worth two first-round picks? Oh, is yeah. Is it worth three for yes. just one yes. season if you're any team? Yes. That would also then be able to, the owner would have to, you know, absorb the yeah. salary that LeBron yep. would have for, for next season. It's worth the risk of trying to sell him on being there. It's it's worth the risk of having a one-year trial run. Hey, how about a one-year lease? We we think you're going to love the place and you're going to want to buy after after a year, but how, you, how about you try us out for a year? The fans are going to welcome him in with open arms. You think all those people showing up to Oklahoma City for Paul George was a big deal? No matter where LeBron goes, it means more money in the gates for the owners, for whatever team he ends up on, and the fans will come out and will show love to try and sell him on the idea of being there. I do it. See, I think it's more likely that Kyrie gets dealt just for what I believe transpired throughout this offseason. And we talked about it earlier in the week with the deals that Cleveland was looking for. Carmelo Anthony had narrowed his choices down, waved his waved his no trade clause for two teams, Houston and Cleveland. Okay, and the only scenarios we heard were from the Rockets because I believe Dan Gilbert wants no part of anything that is on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now after 2018. And I believe that's why he put Kevin Love in those trade talks that would allow them to get Paul George because. It would look like they're going for one last championship run, and then you build from there. I don't think that he believes that they could keep Kyrie in two years once he hits free agency, even with the most money. And I think that he thinks that a true rebuild is in. And you realize how many times the Cavs have been fortunate enough to have the top pick, you know, to to, to have that number one overall selection over these last couple of drafts, and now you're starting over and over again. Um, that's where I think that Dan Gilbert stands right now. I think that he was willing to put things in the basket for 2017 and 2018, bring in Paul George if he can. But after that, it's time to rebuild. And I think he expected Kyrie Irving to opt out. Now he may try to trade Kyrie Irving to get something for him if, if Kyrie does want out. You know, it's important, important to note here as well, too. If you hear the statement from Kyrie Irving's agent, he said the basis of those discussions and what went on in those discussions are between the Cavs and us. We are respectfully going to keep those private. So if they were supposed to be kept private, who would leak that that information to Brian Windhorst? Who would who would tell Brian Windhorst that LeBron is driving away one of the great young talents in the game? Hmm, let me let me take a stab at this. 
Uh, Dan Gilbert for a thousand, please. Ding. Uh, I, I mean, he's trying to t- he's trying to tell Cavs fans, listen. I understand that I'm the guy who got heat, okay? Because I, you know, a lot of people looked at me and said I didn't handle LeBron's first departure very well. I didn't handle that well, and I regret the things that I did. But just so you know, not only is this guy probably going to leave you, but other players, superstar players who have been with the Cavs their entire career, they don't even want to play with him anymore. It's mm-hmm. it is so bad in Cleveland. It's so bad. And it, it, Dan, I don't know if you you had heard this, but I said a couple of months ago it wouldn't be Cavs and Warriors for, <laughs> yeah. or was that you? Was that you that said that? Didn't think that it was going to happen. I just think that, I think I sided with history. No, you're and spot all on. Of this. You're spot just, on. There's so many things that can happen, and now we see on how this wears and how this grades. And when you're looking at options for Kyrie Irving and for a team, I think more advantageous because of the two years. But now it's. Who has what out there that would allow you to make a move? Okay. We know Boston's got assets now. Yeah. Okay. If you are able to bring, I mean, a Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas backcourt may have absolutely no defense whatsoever, but I'll tell you what, offensively, it'd be one heck of a show. Yeah. Um, If the Lakers are interested, well, now you've drafted Lonzo Ball. I actually think Kyrie Irving at times is better off the ball, but when you see um, – it's just not having the full point guard responsibilities is what I should say. But would the Lakers have enough of a package to want to bring him in there if they were to to try to swing a deal? I don't think there's tons of places that the Cavaliers can trade Kyrie Irving, but whatever team would get him would at least get more out of a deal because he would have two years left on his current contract. Uh, would you, do you think you'd get more by trading Kyrie Irving than LeBron James? Yes, I because of the two years. I think the teams would be fearful – you have to realize, too, we're already a month into the offseason, and the NBA season starts in two months. So we're a third of the way through, and while that may not seem like a lot, a lot of the, we've already had the draft, we've already had free agencies. The shapes of these teams have kind of formed. And so if you were to just to put LeBron James in, granted he immediately makes any team better and immediately makes them a contender in whatever conference, but there would be no guarantee, and I'm not sure that LeBron would have enough of the the fingerprints that he would want to put on it to feel comfortable to want to stay in that market. Heck, when he went to Cleveland for the second time, was didn't he come out and just say, it's going to take a while, this is going to be a process, okay? That's what it would be if he was just dealt to one team. So I think if you dealt Kyrie because of the two years, it may be a bit easier to to sell him on staying in that market. I think that would be a reason why you would give up more for Kyrie Irving. Plus, he's younger. Uh, the the last two off seasons in the NBA have given me a new appreciation for the league because I got to tell you, and Dan, you know this, as guys who host weekend shows, not a whole lot going on usually in July, all right? <laughs> and uh, the last thing I want to do is sit there and talk about who won the fan well, vote in the Major League Baseball All-Star you, game. You know what's interesting, though, and, and there's it's a chicken or the egg thing, okay? But maybe, it, maybe it's not. How about that for uh, 50%? You have stars in the NBA. You have drop. You have individuals that you're attracted to, and the NBA now is now overflowing with star power. And when those star powers continue to drive the narrative in the off season, that makes the off season more interesting. So, so it's almost Jonas as if the rise of all of these stars now in the NBA game have allowed this NBA yeah. off season to become a story. Of and, course, and, and because. If you didn't have these, you wouldn't have the dysfunction maybe in Cleveland or Kevin Durant leaving or where Jimmy Butler could be going. If you don't have those stars, if you don't have the teams chasing the teams with the stars, we don't get these storylines. And so 
maybe it isn't the chicken of the egg. It's just because of the development of the stars in the NBA that has allowed us now to have an interesting and more intriguing offseason for the last couple of years. And we're sitting here on July 21st, and I felt this last year at about the second, even after the All-Star game, there was still some talk about the NBA offseason and even Kevin Durant going to Golden State. But now, heck, we're 10 days away from, from the start of August. We're days and minutes away from training camp opening in the NFL, and it's the NBA still grabbing the headlines. What's the most fun in fantasy football? The funnest the part of fantasy football? Yeah, the draft and then making trades, right? Wheeling yep. and dealing. That's basically what the NBA offseason has been the past couple of years. You've got big-time names, uh, you know, mixing and matching, guys going here, short-term deal, this and, the, you know, where is he going to pair up? How does this reshape? It, it's It's been phenomenal. It plays to what everybody digs about fantasy football, the idea that you get in there and you can determine and all these all the different moves are going on and the trash talk. And, and the NBA has done it really, really well. And, again, free agency – launched on a Friday, and then we've got this news that Kyrie Irving wants to be traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's on a Friday. On behalf of everybody that does weekend shows and sports talk radio, a round of applause to the NBA. We appreciate <laughs> it. Is. We appreciate it. You know, looking out for us, the uh, the the bus boys of sports talk radio. We really do appreciate it. Uh, that is Dan Beyer, by the way. I'm Jonas Knox uh, here on Fox Sports Radio in for Doug Gottlieb. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox, and you can get me at the Jonas Knox. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Uh, you can listen to the show, by the way, on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find us on Sirius XM Channel 83. And up next, somebody that you didn't think was going to look like a genius a couple of months ago now does. We'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Ah, uh, there's still time to figure out where you want to go for your summer vacation. Um, but once vacation is over with, you got to go back to work. Kyrie Irving, he's got a different choice of figuring it out um, where he wants to go, and it has nothing to do with vacation. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That's John Ramos, BKR edition of the DeGottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Well underway with the report that Kyrie Irving has asked to be traded by the Cleveland Cavaliers, first reported by ESPN, confirmed by others, including David Aldridge of TNT. But Kyrie Irving now looking for greener pastures outside of Cleveland as the Brian Windhorst report from ESPN Jonas said that maybe he is that shouldn't say maybe that he's tiring of playing with LeBron James. Yeah, and the latest from Adrian Wojnarowski, because now you got a Woj bomb, Dan. I don't know if you that Woj bomb. You're saying Woj bomb today, you're a loser. Yeah. You losers. Um Hey, do you hear a Woj bomb? Hey, hey Woj bomb just dropped. Hey Dan, can you not be so hard on those complete losers? Can you not be so hard on those dorks? All right, so here it is. So Adrian Wojnarowski says sources in the Kyrie Irving meeting with Cavs, one of the primary teams raised as a preferred trade destination for him. Can we get a little? We have a studio band. We have a live a studio band. band. Little uh, little drum roll, please, as we find out which team is on the if, preferred list for Kyrie all Irving. Right, all right, return of the Mac. I like all it. All right, here it is. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Yeah, Hold on. Just when, a sec. Because when you think groovy and when you think oh! hip. And when you think a return of the Mac, who do you think of? If you said the San Antonio Spurs, you are correct. Well, we yeah. got Greg Popovich. All right. Yeah. Tony Parker's getting old. Yeah. Manu is coming back. And LaMarcus wants out. <laughs> if we can bring in Kyrie, <laughs> things would be better for me. We could challenge in the West. 
Don't know if we're the best. Uh-oh. We want Kyrie. <laughs> all right. That's all we've got. But that was a lot. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good, man. It that was, was pretty good. It was the only song I listened to in 1996. Oh, okay, like man. I had the single to Return of the Mac. I think I had the London Beatdown remix on that same single CD as well. But the San Antonio Spurs. That was actually the sequel to the movie Mac and Me, Return of the Mac. <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was uh, <laughs> good stuff. Um, the San Antonio Spurs would be amazing. I mean, if you think of. Of that, I don't know what the Spurs would be giving up in a package to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but to see that team transition from Tony Parker into Kyrie Irving taking over, you would have the one-two punch of him and Kawhi going to the West. Doesn't seem to be a a, a factor at all for Kyrie Irving. I, I find that I find that very very intriguing. I thought Boston, I thought Los Angeles. I still think I I know there's dysfunction there, but I still think some guys would want to play for the Knicks. And uh, oh, I yeah. just Listen, I think Kyrie played high school hoops in in New Jersey. I don't know a, if it's close to, if it's close to New York, New Jersey, or close to Philly, Jersey. But listen, he's already got his ring, already got a championship ring. He's good. Go play in New York. Why not? Go go into the number one media market in the country. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, people can can mock the Knicks all they want. You still don't think they can lure free agents? You you still think they don't have the power? I I still I, think the Knicks could, could land yeah. free agents. James Dolan is dead from the neck up. We all understand that. But I still think the lure of New York is big enough to bring some players over. I think as long as you don't have a ball hog, okay. And I and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Carmelo Anthony, but I guess that's the way. Like if you don't have a ball hog. There's a reason why you would want to play there because you could do your thing. And if you were a star, you wouldn't have to worry about somebody else taking all of the shots, which also takes away your star power, okay, which I think it's difficult for somebody to transition to New York when that type of player is there. Now if Phil Jackson's out and you've got your different front office with Scott Perry coming in as their general manager and Steve Mills as the president, if you can build around Porzingis and you put you know Kyrie Irving in the backcourt, I think that would be great. I think the Knicks would be appealing. But I never thought the – I know the Spurs, and I say respect the Spurs when you're talking about the West because everybody wants to shoot the Timberwolves up, put the Rockets at number two. You still have to respect what San Antonio does, and it looks like players respect the uh, the San Antonio Spurs if Kyrie Irving wants to go there. Oh, this is so wonderful. And apparently some of the quotes from LeBron James, and I saw these floating around on social media, that he was uh, totally shocked and disappointed. Like it, it, he, w- he was not expecting any of this. Uh, hey, LeBron, um, listen, I think you're one of the all-time great players ever. I support every move you've made in your career. Uh, newsflash, you're passive-aggressive and a giant pain in the ass sometimes. This isn't a secret. Okay, it's not like everybody just has to want to play with you because you're LeBron James. Can we hear that full Kyrie Irving cut from earlier in the week about the peculiar comment? This is from Kyrie Irving. Now, Jonas, we can sit here and dissect what Kyrie Irving actually said. But let's hear what Kyrie Irving said earlier this week about the Cavaliers and their offseason. We're in a, a very peculiar place. We just have to, you know make sure that all our pieces are aligned first and um, you know then we go from there but it's the summertime a lot of craziness going on in the NBA so you know best to just observe and then see what happens but obviously there are some things that I'm pretty sure our organization wants to do and uh, we'll go from there okay I thought uh, I thought there were like five cliches when I heard it earlier in the week now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's obvious. Yeah, doesn't he, every doesn't single he, line he said is obvious. He wants out. Doesn't it sound like he's just so worn out from the drama? You just you're just worn out. Sometimes you're around people and it's constant drama, and sooner or later you're just like, man, 
I, all I want is just non-chaos, and it's just it's chaotic in Cleveland. It's always chaotic. Uh, a couple of things. They won't have the balls to do this, but if I was a reporter, the next time you get Kyrie Irving, and it's like a, a bunch of reporters, call on me as if I'm a reporter, and I will ask the question that needs to be asked. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we played a, played a great game tonight um, over there on the left. Uh, hi, uh, Kyrie. This is uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hear me uh, 12 to 4 on Saturdays and Sundays in Bangladesh. Uh, was curious, who do you think is a worse person, LeBron James or Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> was my mic Kyrie? Kyrie, <laughs> wait, there's more. The Nobody's got the balls. That's the question you got to ask. <laughs> that, it is it is narrowed though, Jonas, because you gave him options. Oh, you know, so there's true. you know you got to okay. kind of like you that's know let true. him let him that draw from different places as well. I want to hear Kyrie Irving. Just can we go beat by beat quickly with that? Because Jonas, as I said, I heard this and I thought cliche, coach speak. He's not saying anything, and now when I hear it back, and you know what has gone down, it all makes things very clear. We're in a, a very peculiar place. We just have to, okay. you know, make sure that all our pieces are aligned first. Okay, all of our pieces are aligned first. We're in a peculiar place because I don't want to be here, okay? So I really don't care about the Cavs, so that's why it's peculiar that you're asking about this. Um, we've got to align all of the pieces that we have. Right. Uh, a piece that would mean <laughs> not me, yeah. okay? So I'm not a piece, so that's why this is peculiar for me to answer. First, and, um, you know, then we go from there. But this is summertime, a lot of craziness going on in the NBA. Like yeah. me requesting a trade yeah. um, with the team that you don't know about, but I did about three days ago. So that's the craziness that is going on that you think that the offseason is all done with. So, you know, best to just observe and then see what happens. Let my agent do the rest, rest and see if they can work out a trade so I can uh, just uh, go and play somewhere else. But I'm just going to sit back and wait and hear where I'm going to play next. But obviously there are some things that I'm pretty sure our organization wants to do, and uh, we'll go from there. Hey, just move on. Is it so far-fetched that an, that an NBA player looks around and says, we don't have enough to beat Golden State? So if it's clear that we're not going to beat Golden State here and we're not going to beat Golden State for the next couple of years – why do I want to finish in second place in Cleveland? And I mean that seriously. Why was it, like? Why wouldn't you, as an NBA player, if you acknowledge yeah. that they're just better than you, doesn't quality of life factor into this? Agreed. It's why. I, it's why I don't think Kyrie would ever resign there after when he could opt out in two years. There's no way. Who are you going to get to play with you? What what assets do you have to trade to bring anybody in? Yeah, you're spot on. You're. It, it's it's. So to think about this, and think about this factor of it, even when you bring up the Warriors, Kyrie Irving hates playing with LeBron so much, he'd rather lose to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals than have to lose to them in the NBA oh, Finals yeah. with LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. He would rather lose to the Warriors than play with LeBron James. Um, I also think, and this is a smart move, for business owners out there, If you are you thinking about getting into business? This sounds like the beginning of a read. It's not. Uh, if you are thinking about getting into business, you always got to sell. You always got to look ahead and sell at the peak. If you opened up a bar or a restaurant outside the Quicken Loans Arena in the last couple of years, sell that son of a bitch immediately. <laughs> sell it now. Sell it ASAP because that is a sinking ship. The water is in the boat and it's going down. <laughs> Get off ASAP. Do not be one of those sad suckers who are sitting around going, I can't believe Anthony Bennett isn't doing anything for our happy hour. Get the hell out of there immediately.
fun times in Cleveland today. Remember those videos, the Cleveland <laughs> tourism videos? Oh, man. <laughs> Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Oh, just it, it's the, no. <laughs> we're not at an auction, okay, in Euclid. That is not where we are right now, okay? We're talking about Kyrie Irving wanting out of Cleveland. John Ramos. <laughs> Soul to the man with the Bernie Kosar costume on with a flask in the back pocket. <laughs> Is that a Brooks Jacoby jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that is uh, Dan Beyer. Uh, I am Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. In for Doug Gottlieb. You can always listen to us, by the way, on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. Want to let you know that we are brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. I'd say in about 30 minutes, we may have to do those phone records. We may okay. have to dive in. All right. I, does that sound good with you, Johnny? That, that's fine. And just to reset for yes. the new audience, Houston Nutt called out Hugh Freeze, and they did a, you know, obviously looking into it and an investigation, and it turns out that Hugh Freeze was dialing an escort service, but dialing it more than once, you know, when he said it was a pocket dial, quote unquote. <laughs> well, we actually using some investigative skills and who knows, maybe a little bribery. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to air anybody out, but we were able to get the actual phone numbers that were called by Hugh Freeze. And we are going to dial them on the air right here. Yeah. We are going to dial them on the air and we'll see what we come up with. So that coming up in a little over a half hour from now here on Fox sports radio, we may get fired following that segment. All right, we might be fired, uh, so we'll see how it goes. But coming up in just 60 seconds from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will ask the burning question in all of Sports Talk Radio. If you are not familiar, don't go anywhere. You will find out exactly what that is in 60 seconds from now. No commercials. First, though, let's find out what's trending. BKR edition. He's Jonas Knox. That's John Ramos. I'm Dan Beyer. Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. And uh, we must correct ourselves. We, you know, we are not above making mistakes. We told you that the phone calls for Hugh Freeze were coming up in a half hour from now. Uh, we have just learned that our boss will be in in a half hour from now. So we want to make sure our boss doesn't hear that segment so we don't get <laughs> fired. So we're actually moving that up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, the, the phone numbers, we are going to see what we can we can land. Thank you after that par on yeah, the uh, Let's go to the yeah. par 3 eight. Yeah, the golden tea uh, sound drop. Good to have golden tea on. So we're going to be calling the phone numbers that got Hugh Freeze fired coming up in a, a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. We know that Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland, um, but we know what he doesn't want, and that's to play defense. Um, no, just kidding. Um, he wants the press. The press. Moving the press up today here on Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb Show, as David Gascon, our update anchor, brings us the latest on Kyrie and everything else happening in the world of sports. Yes, sir. Along with that story with Kyrie Irving, and Jonas had mentioned just a few minutes ago, Kyrie also has an interest in playing down in Texas with the San Antonio Spurs as a preferred team of destination. But another team in the Western Conference that might get a little bit stronger with an addition of an all-star shooting guard. And uh, Chris Haynes of ESPN saying that the Knicks and Spurs, Timberwolves, um, and Heat. Yeah, Miami Heat. Could be the teams that Kyrie is (laughs) looking at. That would pour salt. Pat Riley would be. Oh, (laughs) man. That's a big win. 
And you have grit. Oh, Pat Riley would do anything. Why, why is this lady looking in the window? Get the hell out of here. I'm trying to do a show. A too Pat, for that. Pat Riley would do anything to take away LeBron James's best teammate from him. He would do anything. It would be This would be greater than Houston Nuts revenge on uh, Hugh Freeze. Switching on over to the National Football League real quick. Several reports out there right now on the investigation with Ezekiel Elliott. The NFL's investigation still ongoing. It has not closed just yet. The league spoke with Elliott and also his representatives just over the last couple of days, but no decision yet on a suspension for him. In the meantime, Dallas has brought in Ronnie Hillman and also Denard Robinson for workouts. It's not acceptable. I agree. <laughs> that, that'll solve things. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, when I think, <laughs> yeah, when I think. Hey, what's Charlie Garner up to? I'd <laughs> rather have him. <laughs> Man, old Ronnie Hillman, huh? Some good news from the National Football League. The Baltimore Ravens donated $1.5 million to keep open the Renaissance Academy High School in Baltimore. As it reported just a couple days ago via ESPN, it's also on the heels of what the ownership group had done with the Baltimore Ravens, or actually a local precinct for the police department, the Western District Police Station. The team itself donated $250,000 there to help rebuild that station as well as it was, uh, I guess, uh, beat up a little bit with some riots in the local area a couple years back. If their mascot is anything but the Knights, okay, I am I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> the Renaissance Knights, it's perfect. Yep. I mean, geez, you've got it tied in there. It would be perfect. Nice move by the Ravens. Hey, why doesn't Baltimore PD do something productive like find out who killed that uh, that woman on the show, The Keepers? Yeah. All right, seriously. I mean, that, that, that's still unsolved. It happened in the 60s, for God's sakes. Gentlemen, I need you to take your pens out real quick All and right, uh, write them. on a piece of paper All these right. letters. Hold on. Let me, let me undo my belt. Okay. Buckle. All right, here we go. B-O-Y-L-E sports.com. And the reason why is because you might need to pass a note along to some of our colleagues because they like to uh, – Wager a little bit. So just in case in the heels of O.J. Simpson oh. granted parole, here are some items that you could possibly bet on if you decide to do so. Will O.J. Simpson release another book? Will O.J. Simpson get his own reality TV show? Will O.J. Simpson appear on Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Right. Will he get a job with ESPN? Right. Will he release his own gloves? Right. And the capper, will O.J. Simpson reveal... He is the true father of Khloe Kardashian. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. Like that. Well, first of all, I think I would think the the dark horse here is the gloves. Will he make his own gloves? Could you like OJ doing an isotoner commercial with Dan Marino? Seriously, <laughs> I know it is OJ. Sixteen to one odds on that one. Sixteen to one. Wow, that's not bad. If I gambled again, I'm not really into that stuff. But if I did, if you did, yeah. He's Tony Kornheiser. I'm O.J. Simpson. What did we miss? <laughs> what did we get wrong today? <laughs> Gentlemen in Major League Baseball did not take long for Pablo Sandoval to get a new job. Recently cut by the Boston Red Sox. He'll be reacquainted with an old team, the San Francisco Giants. They're in talks right now with a minor league deal for the uh, big, hefty third baseman. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The Giants are so far out of it. Why not? You know, <laughs> just let it be an even year next year, and they can rebuild and turn it around, and maybe Panda will turn into Panda again. They loved uh, Pablo Sandoval when he was there the first time around. They voted. They voted him most likely to explode. Actually, <laughs> oh, uh, his big trouble in Little China. Oh, I, why are you blaming me? I didn't. I didn't hey, vote for him. John Ramos, do you know uh, how Pablo Sandoval left Boston? I don't. Panda Express. <laughs> 
Took it out. Just yes. There it is. You're not serious. Yeah, no, I am. I am. There is a train. It goes from Boston to Gentlemen, San Francisco. going back to OJ real quick. According to TMZ, Dennis Hoff, the owner of Bunny Ranch, which is a brothel. I thought is, you said Hoff. <laughs> is offering to hire OJ Simpson as a greeter at the Bunny Ranch. All right. Yeah. Come on into this brothel. Some of the ladies who work at the Bunny Ranch are already speaking out against this and, of course, are threatening to quit. One lady said, quote, the last thing we need is another link to the Kardashian clan coming around to ruin our yeah. business and jeopardize our safety, end quote. No kidding, man. But I, I did hear that OJ, uh, on his way out of prison, a report was that he uh, tried to greet someone through the sale bo- sell, sell bars of his, uh, <laughs> you know, in jail. Tried to greet them by, um, you know, saying, hey, look over here. Check out my new watch. Oh, <laughs> by the way, remember, he's, it, that's not going to happen. That can't happen at the Bunny Ranch because he's not going to live in Nevada. Right. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't want me here. <laughs> Gentlemen, last story before we get into anything Look at my else. Watch. Phil Mickelson, lefty, uh, had a rather tough couple of rounds at the Open Championship. It's unfortunately, it's the first cut I've missed this year, and I, I missed it with flair. But I, I was surprised because I really thought I can't. I thought Thursday I was prepared. I felt like I was ready. I thought I had a good game plan. I thought my game was sharp, but um, obviously it, it it wasn't. So I've got this week off, and I'll see if I can get it sharp for uh, Akron and the PGA. Yeah. Last time you won a major was 2013 through two rounds, plus 10. His daughter's high school graduation should have been tomorrow because yeah. he's not doing anything. <laughs> Well, that and uh, it's not a lost weekend for Phil Mickelson because he did uh, bet on himself not to make the cut. So. <laughs> hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Oh, very good point. By the way, this weekend could be really, really good at the Open Championship. Jordan Spieth leads. Rory McIlroy is just five shots back. I know, I, I, I know I'm getting into golf Fire. here, but I'm really thinking everybody wants uh. to take shots. I, I am jacked up. For what right. we're going to see over the final 36 holes at Royal Birkdale. Uh, you had to do it, Dan. Now i got to quiz you again. Got to oh, quiz boy. Dan. Dan has this gift to where I can I can make the sound of a swing, and he can tell me which guy has that swing. All okay. right? And which golfer on the tour has a swing. Are you ready for this? Yes. Right, yes here we go. Let's do it. <clears throat> Buyer. No, oh, it's Brooks Kepka. How the hell do you know that? I, ju- I, I just know it. I just, I just know it, Jonas. I just know it. I yeah. thought I thought maybe at first it was John Rahm who won the Farmers Insurance Open this past Ramos. Uh, this past winter at <laughs> Torrey Pines. I knew it wasn't Ramos because John's got that long swing. Oh. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Johnny. Um, speaking of the Farmers Insurance Open, we've been there the past couple of years in La Jolla, broadcasting live from the event at Torrey Pines. We're looking forward to going again next year at the Farmers Insurance Open. And if you want to go watch the pros play in person, heck, join us. You can also walk inside the ropes with Ricky Fowler during the pro am. Now is your chance. As a matter of fact, let's throw a little bit more into this, Jonas. How'd you like to go to the Farmers Insurance Open and take another trip to play around on the TPC course at Sawgrass in Florida? Yes, playing the Players Championship course. Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make that happen. Check out FarmersExperienceCounts.com at FarmersExperienceCounts.com. Not only can you get some key golf pointers from Ricky Fowler and his swing coach Butch Harmon in their Experience Counts video series, you can also enter the experience counts sweepstakes to win a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and to TPC Sawgrass, along with a custom-fit set of Cobra Puma clubs. You and your Puma, Jonas, I know how much you love it. I love it. Farmers Experience counts both on and off the course. Visit FarmersExperienceCounts.com 
for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. And maybe you can check out John Rahm defending his title next year at Torrey Pines trying to go back-to-back. He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox here in for Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. Up next, we are going to do a segment on this show that might get us fired. Find out what it is next year on FSR. BKR edition. Johnny Ramos is here. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. Love to hear your feedback on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Jonas, where can they get you at? Uh, they can get me at the Jonas Knox. Dan. And Johnny, your Twitter address is? Well, it's Friday, so I thought maybe I'd mix it up a little bit <laughs> just for special occasions such as today. It's at JSRamos06. All right. I like how you mix it up each day. Uh, by the way, Dan, uh, we are brought to you by True Car. If you're looking to sell your car, there's a now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Kyrie Irving reportedly wants his way out of Cleveland, wants to be traded. A report, multiple reports now saying that Kyrie and his agent met with the Cavs last week and requested that trade. There are reports on the possible destinations that he may want to go. San Antonio was one of them. The Knicks, Heat, and Timberwolves also were thrown out as other options. The other big news actually went down last night in Oxford, Mississippi, as Hugh Freeze resigned as the head football coach at Ole Miss after phone records showed that Freeze once called an escort service, and then after more digging by the university, after that was discovered originally by Houston Nunn's attorney, who's suing the school, they found out that there was a pattern of calls that allowed the Ole Miss representatives to say, all right, Hugh Freeze, you either step aside or you're going to be gone, and Hugh Freeze resigned last night. And so now we're about to put our jobs on the line because we have found the numbers that Hugh Freeze called, and we are going to dial them live on the air. This is, uh, oh, man, I'm so glad our boss isn't in yet. Lots oh. of papers. We've got lots of papers and lots of numbers. A terrible okay. idea, man. Um, I've given them to our executive producer today, Robert Guerra, who's going to be dialing them up. If you can dial uh, the number that I picked and uh, Robert, okay, we're good to go. Yeah, this is the number that I selected in the phone records case. All right. Who are we going to get? We have to tell them that they're going to be on the air. Yeah, I know. I'm already updating my resume. Just because legal. Terrible. All right, maybe this bit isn't going to work. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Five, 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 seven, one, six, nine. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. All right, so we struck we struck out. Okay, so we struck out on that, on that one. Uh, of, hey, there are a lot of numbers to choose from. I guess I got the rotten egg in them. Johnny, you want to try any numbers? Yeah, let's try one. All right. Hmm. I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> I never get nervous. I'm nervous right now. Hi, you reached the John Ramos show. Press one to reach Suzanne. Press two to reach Suzanne. Or press three to reach Suzanne. Oh, 
Why is Hugh Freeze calling <laughs> the John Ravallo show? Hold on a second. This what? is messed up, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. You have your own. You, your show has its own phone number, John. I guess so. And you have a female. You have a female receptionist. Oh, this is ridiculous, man. Man. Oh, I think I'd dial three to reach Suzanne. I think that would be my choice. Hugh Freeze must be a big fan of the John Ramos show. That's, right. that's crazy. You want to give it a shot, Jonas? Oh, man. I, this looks the least suspecting. I did this one. Okay. I know what you were looking for. We know what you were looking for. You've reached 1-900-69 Ramos. He's ready. He's wanting. He's begging. He's needing you. To reach John directly, press 1. To leave a special message for John, press 2. To text John all your dirty little desires. Press three. And for all other inquiries, please stay on hold. And an operator named Suzanne will be right with you. Uh... Oh my God. She sounds hot. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Somebody turn on. What was unbelievable? <laughs> that. Oh. God. God. Man, anybody else's knees just buckle? That that <laughs> phone charge on this that call was nine ninety five. The other ones oh, were like God. six cents. I don't know what was uh, going on. I, I mean, that's that's expensive uh, call, but clean geez. up aisle Jonas. Clean up aisle Jonas. <laughs> You know what I liked best about Man, that call right. was that it even started to play the music while it was ringing. Yeah, that was weird. So that's <laughs> like, you well, that's that what you too, get huh? for 10 bucks a call. <laughs> you notice that too. They're huh? like, they're not going to just let you sit there during a ring. They're going to allow you to listen to some music while you do it. <laughs> that, that is, uh, man. Gosh. <sighs> I'm flustered. The phone logs of Hugh Freeze uh, released there. God, I need a, need a cigarette and a nap, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I go, man. Oh, We're definitely going to get fired for who's that. Who's calling? Gosh, who's calling? Jeez, who's going <laughs> to no, who's gonna pick up? God, who I don't know. I, man, who's it going to be? This is where the music usually starts. Yeah, I know. Who's okay. calling? Who are we calling? <laughs> and Johnny Ramos, Ramos here on a BKR edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the huge news of the day. Reports out of Cleveland saying that Kyrie Irving wants out. Joining us now on the program to talk about what could be in the future for Kyrie, what could be in the future for the Cavaliers, and maybe the teams that are trying to acquire him, Michael Lee of the Vertical joins us. Hey, Michael, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Has Were there rumors leading up to this? Did you find Kyrie's comments um, when he said it was a peculiar offseason? Did anything strike you as being odd about that when he made that uh, those comments earlier in the week about a situation in Cleveland? Um, not really, because it has been a peculiar off season, and he sort of was stating the obvious, um, which is something that he tends to do. Um, 
I think that uh, the one thing that I don't think anybody expected was that he would actually make a move to put him out ahead of LeBron because I think there's been so much speculation all summer um, about, you know, where LeBron is and what's he going to do when we have a decision part three and it's all LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. While secretly he's been figuring out a way to plot his own exit to make sure that he's not going to be stuck whenever LeBron decides to go wherever he goes. How much do you buy the report that was out there that he doesn't want to play alongside LeBron James? Um, I could see some truth to that because he's had to make a huge adjustment. You know, not, not a lot has been made about, you know, the role that he had to, you know, he had to basically cede the franchise to LeBron. Um, you know, the team was about to be him. But I think we lost Michael there yeah, for a second. Some, uh... Just have to find out maybe uh... – Maybe maybe that's that's significant of the relationship, the connection that we that we have there that's going on between LeBron and Kyrie right now because maybe there isn't a disconnect. When you play with someone like LeBron James, you would think, oh, here's a guy who scores, passes, and rebounds and is willing to give up the basketball and a, when, it, when he's a true superstar, so that would be a good thing. But maybe there are things that Kyrie Irving had to give up to make things work in Cleveland with LeBron there. Yeah, and I, – I... He's not so I don't think it's as surprising. People are a bit shocked by it because but I don't know if you if you look at what this situation is. Um and again we're uh, here with Michael Lee of the Vertical joining us here talking about the Kyrie Irving story out that Kyrie Irving uh, asked the Cleveland Cavaliers for a trade. And so Michael, we were we were asking you do you how much do you buy the report and the the part of the report that came out that Kyrie Irving no longer wants to play with LeBron? Yeah, I said uh, I believe there's got to be some truth to that because like uh, he's had to see basically the franchise LeBron, and ever since he's come there, you know, it's been all about LeBron. And I think that before that, Kyrie was enjoying the fact that he was the alpha, he was the guy that uh, the team centered around. Whether they won or lost, he was the center. Um, when LeBron came, he had to take a severe backseat um, because there's always so much of a circus when it comes to LeBron James. Um, so I, I could see that there'd be some frustration. Um, I could see there being some anger that, you know, he's not getting the credit uh, for what he's been able to contribute to the Cavaliers. I mean, he's the guy that hit the game-winning shot, you know, um, that, that won the championship. Um, he doesn't hear his name enough, you know, when they talk about, you know, the best players in the league. He always has to, you know, be in the shadows. And I think that he wants to be in the forefront. He wants to be in the spotlight. That's been his mentality from the beginning. He's always wanted to shine. He's always wanted to be on that stage, and that's why he's always been such a primetime performer, especially in the postseason. Um, and I think that, you know, having to hear, you know, having to hear about LeBron all the time, I think that's been a little frustrating for him. Um, and, you know, he has an opportunity now. He has leverage um, because there is so much concern about LeBron's future. He's basically just looking out for himself. Michael Lee joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, NBA senior writer for The Vertical. Find him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb today. You mentioned now Kyrie has the leverage. I would assume that the leverage is on his side just because I can't imagine that season going on with LeBron now playing with a guy who has come out and said that he doesn't want to play for him. I mean, LeBron has always surrounded himself with friends or has been in charge. I don't know how that marriage could work now that this has come out. Is there a way that it could work at least just for next season? Well, he's under contract. So, I mean, and, and the Cavaliers, sure. you know, and the Cavaliers right, right now don't have a general manager, you know, so as much as he wants to be traded, there's still got to be a guy to pull the trigger on a deal. And I don't know if Dan Gilbert necessarily wants to do that right now. Um, and, and I think that, 
you know, that's that's the one thing that they have going for them. If they do hire a general manager, does he really want to step into a situation that, as Kyrie says, is peculiar um, or one that appears, you know, toxic at this point? Um, but we, we've seen situations like this before. I mean, he, he said that, uh, you know, before he hit the game winner that he expressed a Mamba mentality. And I think if you remember 10 years ago around this time, Kobe Bryant was adamant about being traded by the Lakers and he, you know, stomped his feet and kicked up a storm about wanting to get out. And I think we know where he ended his career. So um, these types of things happen. And I think that, you know, when you have two dynamic personalities and two guys who want the spotlight, do you want to bump heads? Kyrie's done a great job of sort of keeping a lot of his frustrations under wraps. But I can't imagine that a guy like him who's always been the top guy, you know, top high school player, top college player, number one pick, you know, um, that for him, for LeBron to come over, as great as LeBron is and as awesome as he is all-time great, he wants people to recognize his own game. And for as long as LeBron's there, people won't always appreciate him for what he can contribute. And um, and I think that's that's what this is really all about. So it could be, you know, solved if because they, they still have to find a deal that's, that's going to be beneficial to them. You don't want to just give up on a 25-year-old all-star point guard who won a championship already. Um, and you, you usually get pennies on the dollar on these kind of deals anyway, but why would you be forced to make a deal when he still has two years left on his contract? They don't have to do anything. Um, in, you know, and they, It's not like he and LeBron didn't butt heads and, and argue for the last couple of years, three years anyway. Um, if, if they've if they been able to put their differences aside and still win a championship in the past, I think if you're Cleveland, um, you can still bank on that unless he just, you know, like I said, starts publicly throwing a fit. But I don't think that's where he wants to do right now. Uh, Michael Lee of the Vertical joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned that the Cavs don't have a GM. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, just sent out a tweet saying, after extended talks, the hiring of Kobe Altman as Cleveland's new GM is imminent, league sources tell ESPN. He was the assistant GM there in Cleveland. So what is that hire tell you about this situation it tells me that this is sort of dan gilbert's philosophy he doesn't want to invest money in general managers if you look at what's happened over time we had danny ferry he didn't want to give him an extension they replaced him with his assistant chris grant chris grant hired david griffin chris grant got fired he didn't want to give him an extension david griffin becomes a general manager and then he wants to lead into a championship he's up he wants an extension he doesn't get one so he hired his assistant so it's sort of the way Dan Gilbert operates. Um, if that's what they want to lead this next next round, it would sort of be par for the course for the way Dan Gilbert handles his front office. And I tell you, that would not be a position that would be ideal considering what you would have to do in terms of blowing up the Cavs. You know, whatever you do to trade, if you trade Kyrie, you're essentially giving up a huge part, and then you know you're going to lose LeBron for nothing. Then you have to ask yourself, do you trade LeBron, which – <laughs> I mean, you have to ask yourself, would you rather have one more year of LeBron or let him walk for nothing once again? And if you're the Cavs, this just couldn't get any uglier. This offseason couldn't be any worse. And just think last this time last year, they were celebrating um, in the streets of Cleveland, throwing a parade that they won a championship, and now it looks like it could, couldn't get any worse. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. Michael Lee of the Vertical joins us. Jonas brought it up earlier that he would trade LeBron. What would a team have to give up to get LeBron James for just one season? That, see, we couldn't come up. We couldn't I can't figure even it out. Fathom it. Um, yeah, I mean, this would be a trade the magnitude of a 
uh, Wilt or a, or a Shaq or a Kareem, you know, um, and I guess, you know, it's funny. We mentioned, we know those guys were traded. We still don't remember who they were traded for because, you know, these when you got a player that magnitude, you'll never get equal value. And if you're a team that is going to basically rent LeBron, um, you know, you got to wonder what you'd give up. So I, I don't know. I, if I had LeBron and um, no matter what, I would just ride it out with him because I, I would feel that one year of him on my squad would be better than, you know, any other period without him. So um, that's sort of where I stand. I can't imagine what a trade market would be for LeBron James because you're just not going to get equal value. Uh, when we saw the comments that were made by Kyrie Irving's agent that he said, well, you know, those talks with the Cavs were meant to be private and we're going to go ahead and respect that, you know, the whole situation. To me, the only way those comments and this report gets out is if somebody within Cleveland's organization let these comments get out. And I wonder, and ca- call me crazy here, I wonder if Dan Gilbert is setting this up and sort of feathering the nest for when LeBron leaves, he can point at LeBron and say, see, he even chased away one of our best players in the league. You sound like I'm hearing the bells ringing, you know, um, because I think that, you know, this offseason, Dan Gilbert has taken a lot of heat. He has been the guy that, you know, has taken the fall for not, you know, re-upping with David Griffin, um, you know, the, the general manager who he didn't give an extension, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so he's been getting a lot of blame. And the story just came out, you know, this week and yesterday that, that LeBron's been frustrated by the lack of movement this offseason. You know, they were close to making the trade for Jimmy Butler that didn't go um, that didn't go through. And a lot of that, again, makes Dan Gilbert look bad. But if you can paint the picture that, you know, like, like you said, LeBron is running off our best young player. LeBron also forced us to trade, you know, um, Andrew Wiggins, who's about to sign a huge, you know, contract extension with Minnesota. Um, you know, the future of the Cavs at one point could have been, you know, truly special. Um, but now it's looking quite bleak. Um, and it looks like what what could have been a really extended run with Kyrie and Wiggins and has, has been much shorter um, just for having LeBron for for four years of LeBron. One more or potentially for, four years of LeBron. Sorry. One more for Michael Lee of the Vertical joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The four teams that were that were thrown out there as possible destinations: Minnesota, San Antonio, New York, and Miami Heat. Of those four teams, where would Kyrie fit the best if he were dealt? Um, I always, I think in his mind, he's always probably felt that Miami would be a great fit um, because, you know, it's a great system, championship organization. Um, but I'm sure if you're Cleveland fans, the last place you want to send your number one pick is to Miami after what LeBron did. <laughs> um, but I, I think that you know he, he you know used to um, spend his off seasons there. Um, he's really connected to the people in that community, so I, I know that he he loved he loved that area. Um, you know, and of course he's from the New Jersey area, so playing for the Knicks would, of course, put him, you know, in in a much bigger uh, you know star bench bigger spotlight. No matter what, win or lose, he he would become a mega star in New York. Um, moving west, I could see that happening, but if you go to San Antonio or, or a situation like that. You're asking for Kawhi Leonard. You know he's the foundational piece. You have to work that out. I don't know. Um, I think Miami though makes the most sense. I just have a hard time seeing Cleveland dealing him to Miami after already losing LeBron there. You know to the decision. Amazing stuff, Michael Lee. Thanks so much on short notice. Have a great weekend, and uh, we really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
Michael Lee of the Vertical NBA Senior Writer. By the way, Dan, I uh, just want to give a shout-out here to three individuals. Carl Edwards, Hector Rondon, and Justin Grimm all pitched an inning for the Chicago Cubs in the top of the eighth. They proceeded to allow six hits, walk six, and allow nine runs, Dan. Nine runs to three guys for the Chicago Cubs. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to the playoffs, all right? Get used to it. I know we got a couple of phone numbers that could help those guys out tonight yeah, if definitely. they're having a, a bad afternoon. Maybe uh, maybe cure their blues, if you know what I mean. Jesus. Have the under and they allow it. It's ridiculous. All right, so Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, it is the return of one of the more controversial segments in all of sports talk radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll have it for you next. Yes, it is. But, no, Doug, today's been busy this week. You can see him right now on Speak for Yourself on Fox Sports 1. He's also been doing the herd in for Colin Cowherd all week long. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. Love your feedback as we are getting on Twitter. And uh, Twitter is is bubbling right now just for the just for the fact of they know what's coming, Jonas. They They know what is on the horizon. You get that feeling. So when they're checking out the Jonas Knox or at the Jonas Knox or at Dan Byer on Fox, I think we're getting a lot of the same messages, and they're also including the email address or the excuse me, the Twitter address of a one at JS Ramos zero six. Why is there something coming up that John does? Oh, it's not coming up. It's right now. Now, now, does it get any better than this? I think not. It's the John Ramos Show. Ramos. It's the John Ramos Show. John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos. All right. Everybody get up. Yeah. 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 Friday. Hey, good evening, everybody. We have a great show for you tonight. It's Flask Friday. All right. Yeah, make sure to always use the hashtag, the John Ramos Show. On tonight's Flask Friday, we want to interact with you. So please tweet us in and tell us what's in your flask. Shout out Michael Floyd. A little whiskey, some tequila, maybe some Zima. Well, I want to hear from you, and I'll read your tweets on the air. Plus, we always keep it real on the John Ramos Show, and we keep it real fresh. And I'll have my fresh young player, Kyrie Irving, coming up later on in the show. But my sidekick, Ryan, is out today, so I have my good friend, Robert, here with me. And, Robert, let's talk a little college football. Robert, let's talk a little college football. Okay, let's talk a little college football. (laughs) I thought it was interesting. Did you hear what happened to Hugh Hugh Freeze today? I did. It's it's a cold world out there, isn't it, John? (laughs) Cold indeed. Hey, did I ever tell you I once called an escort service myself back in the 90s? Really? I didn't know that. Yes. They picked me up from the airport in a little town car. It was nice. (laughs) Coming up next, we're going to spin a wheel. Find out next on the John Ramos Show. Ford Escort. Nailed it. Just pop in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to make your favorite pictures and characters, or you can always create... Like, he could do a better job. He wasn't drinking. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Everybody, give it up for new kids on the block. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't forget, they'll join me here up on stage later for an in-depth interview. Also, 
We have a John Ramos show exclusive. Something you won't hear on other shows in the country, radio or TV, or see on any website or blog. I'll break down Lonzo Ball's performance in the Summer League. Is is this Slayer, by the way? Will his game translate to the NBA? I'll have that for you coming up later. But right now, it's time (laughs) to spin the wheel of hot takes. Yeah. Guys, this is a segment where Jonas and Dan, they I spin a wheel, and they just kind of throw out whatever's hot in sports today, and I just give a hot take on it, and uh, let's do it. Ready? Yep. Yes. All right. Whew. All right. Okay, here we go. You ready for this? I am. All right. Friendly fire. Former two-weight world champion... Vargas has claimed that McGregor was knocked out during a sparring session with MMA fighter Bradley Wheeler. John, your hot take. Hey, if you can't beat a guy in a training gym, what makes you think that you can beat the one of the world champion boxers in the world by the name of Floyd Mayweather? Chump change. Stop this fight now. It's over if you can't beat a guy in the gym. Oh, that's a scorcher. That is a scorcher, John. <laughs> you need to cool off, John. Oh, man. Okay? You need to cool off. Oh, isn't this apropos? Scuba diving. A scuba diving treasure hunter <laughs> has found the American Hockey League Hall of Fame ring belonging to Dick Gamble mm. in one of New York's Finger Lakes. Look, the water can be dangerous. If you don't know how to get down in that water and breathe properly with a tank regulated, then you shouldn't be in the water at all. Take scuba lessons now before you get dangerously crazy. Way to stick the landing there, John. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move right on here. All right. Oh, something you can be familiar with here, John. Workplace shenanigans. Jose Quintana took... LSD, Lakeshore Drive, into work today and said he wasn't even sure where the player's entrance was to Wrigley Field. Look, first PEDs and now this. LSD at the workplace? Are you kidding me? I'd be fired. You'd be fired. Intern Chad would be fired. Don't do it. Stay off drugs. Oh, this one, uh, we're going overseas. Overseas sports. <laughs> different than ones you would get here. Yeah, different overseas category, sports. Dan. <laughs> different category. Zinedon Zidane has confirmed that international soccer star Ronaldo will stay with Real Madrid. Can't you find a new team? Isn't it time for players that make this amount of money to take off and say, hey, I'm done with Madrid. I want to go to France. Or I want to go to England. It's time for you, Ronaldo, to make the move and do it now. Wow. That was good. Damn. Up next, we'll take a listen to the plays of the week. Hey, kid, over here, inside your radio. Name's Ralph. I'm an energy hog. If you're going to waste energy in your... You want to do it, don't you? Oh, 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 oh. That's right. Let's hear it for the new kids on the block. Hey. Also coming up, I know you've been waiting on this. Look I'll at me give twerk, you, Dan. 
I'll give you my top 24 left-footed NFL kickers in the upcoming <laughs> NFL season. Plus, I'll give you my Mount Rushmore for the NHL. Oh, yeah! But right now, in the spirit of Flask Friday, here they are, the plays of the week. Now, the John Ramos Show gives you oh. the plays oh, man. of Here's the plays of the week. And the ball is on its way down the stop. Has he hit it firm enough? Has he hit it firm enough? Absolutely. <laughs> that was your play of the week on the John Ramos Show. That's all the time oh, we have for wow. tonight. It's a big thanks to everyone who tweeted in using the <laughs> hashtag the John Ramos Show. Also, thanks to the new kids on the block for being tonight's special musical guest. Sorry, new kids. We'll have to get to your interview next time. Oh, and Kyrie... We'll get to you tomorrow. I know not much is going on in your world, but we'll do it tomorrow. So just hang tough. And Robert, I'll catch you on the flip side. Ooh, oh, man. All right. That is good. And, we, and a great scramble job there because the guests that you did have booked, some other things came up, you know? <laughs> Couldn't really uh, make that happen. Today. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh I don't know. You had more? Oh, I'm, I'm, let him just, stick the landing, yeah, Dan. Sorry. Sorry. Hashtag. The John Ramos Show. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by True Car. If you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. And for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio, you can find us also on the iHeartRadio app. And if you would like to provide show content ideas for John Ramos, as the John Ramos Show will be back... I don't know, like three or four months, something like that, whenever there's another holiday. At JSRamos06 on Twitter to do so. Yes, John? The show will be going on hiatus. We'll see you next season. Was it something to do with yesterday's guest that flaked on today? I don't know. Okay. Up next, though, here on Fox Sports Radio, if you are, listen, we have an insider, an expert, a guest that is about to come on, and we are going to ask the burning question, if you had to make a little bit of money, on somebody this weekend, who would you bet on? Find out what the answer is in 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That is Jonas Knox. He is John Ramos, a BKR edition. Jordan Spieth has the lead after two rounds of the Open Championship. You heard Dave with the latest. Matt Kuchar just two shots back. Joining us to talk what's happening at Royal Birkdale and other things in golf. She writes for Golf Digest. Ashley Mayo joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Ashley, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Jonas. It's uh, it's great to have you, and it's great to watch Jordan Spieth beat Jordan Spieth. It is amazing yeah. to me to watch him um, he seems to me, he, he takes the air out of other players with just shots that he ends up saving himself or making putts and, and, and just, just to see how he evolves throughout a round today, he chips in for par. I believe it was on the 10th hole when he airmailed the green. I always find it okay. interesting to see how other players respond to him. Does Jordan Spieth have that it factor? It's not an intimidation factor, but when his name is up on the leaderboard and what he does on the course, is it different for other players? to see Spieth up there as opposed to other players? Uh, I, 
I agree. I think it's less about intimidation and more about he's a, he's just a scrappy player who gets it done. Um, you know, arguably he's the best putter out there right now, and and he can convert even poor shots like a, a three wood he hit today that he just kind of semi topped. And it ended up about 15 feet away from the pin, <laughs> which is just perfect, and then converted. So he makes the putts that he needs to make, and that, I think, is what separates him from the rest of the pack. Do any of the American players say, do, do they have an issue with the time difference, with the start times? Does that throw them off when they go over to these big tournaments overseas? You know, a lot of these guys, or some of them, uh, played in the Scottish Open last week. And so they've been in that area and in that time zone for a little bit. Uh, so I don't think that you'll hear those guys complain about that. But certainly a guy like Bryson uh, DeChambeau, who won the John Deere Classic, and then that's how that was his ticket to the Open. So he basically he went on a flight that night, uh, landed in the U.K. on Monday, and then he's off and running. That could be the reason why he didn't play so well yesterday and today. Uh, and and I, I think you'll hear him say, in part, or blame in part the um, the time difference for that. Ashley, but a lot of these guys that you see at the top of the leaderboard were there for the Scottish Open. Yeah, Ashley Mayo, brand editor at Golf Digest, joining us. There, Phil Mickelson played in the Scottish Open for years. Guys like Ricky Fowler have done it. Jordan Spieth actually used to play in the John Deere and took it off this year to to prep. It seems yeah. to it seems to work out. I mean, is that going to be something more and more with that with that? Um, seem to behoove some of these players to to enter into a Scottish Open the week before the Open Championship. Well, certainly, I think if they had their choice, they would always do that. Uh, but, you know, the, the John Deere is a great stop for a lot of these guys who are looking for their first win. You know, Jordan Spieth, that, that is where he won for the first time. Uh, guys like Ricky, uh, or Ricky won the Scottish Open um, a, a while back. or I think it was last year or the year before. Uh, and so he has said over and over that Lynx golf is his favorite kind of golf. Um, I, I was actually, I spent the day with him and Butch Harmon, uh, in May and uh, doing this video series for Golf Digest and Farmers Insurance. Um, the video series is called Experience Counts, and it's all about how to get out of bad situations or kind of uh, how to uh, make a, a bad shot turn into a good score, no matter what. Um, and, and actually, the last two days for Ricky haven't been as good as perhaps he wanted to, them to be, but he made the cut because he was kind of saving himself from really, really high numbers. And that's what you have to do when you're in Scotland. He loves things golf. Ashley, do you look down on people that call it the British Open? No. Okay, good. You know what? Good. I think it's the British Open. It's the Open Championship. It's the Open. It can be whatever you want it to be. I just, uh, I wasn't a, sure. He would debate every year. Yeah, because I, I heard there was a lot of people that, uh, and, and apparently NBC was going to, were they going to reprimand their on-air talent, Dan, yeah. for if they used it? I mean, Oh, wow. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, the, the, anyone from the U.K. has a much more kind of uh, pointed opinion, a much stronger opinion about that than anyone in America. Uh, Americans are just generally like, oh, it doesn't matter. You can call it whatever you want. But if you're in the U.K., you're like, respect. And it needs to be the Open Championship. You know, um, so I get it. You talk about respect. It's funny because, um, and, and I'm going to surprise Ashley with this because she doesn't remember this, okay? By the way, Ashley Mayo, brand manager of, brand editor at Golf Digest. You can find her on Twitter at Ashley K. Mayo. This whole Ricky Butch uh, shoot was a part of the farmer's deal where they're kind of dealing with a guy who doesn't shut up, loves to talk about all of his tall tales in golf, okay, and, and how great he is. 
Ashley, you and I actually played in a foursome five years ago at the Olympic Club the day after the U.S. Open. So, Whoa! yes, yes, you you were in my group, and there was a guy in that group that would not shut up. Okay, oh, and I, I remember. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I remember oh it was God. you, and I forgot Alex's last name, but I remember you guys from Golf Digest. And then there was another guy who just would not stop talking, whether it be about his previous U.S. Open experiences or what he did on the course or stuff like that. So I can kind of relate to like what you were talking about with Ricky and Butch, because actually you and I had to deal with it firsthand about five years ago in San Francisco. (laughs) Except the guy in these farmer's insurance videos was funny. (laughs) (laughs) So so he could go on and on and it was entertaining, but I totally remember who we were playing with. My colleague was Max Adler. Max, that's who it was. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That was interesting. I think the only golfer, who I like to play with the least than someone like that is um, a slow golfer, someone who just doesn't just doesn't get it and just slows play. Um, oh. But yeah, those two are pretty bad. <laughs> the, the storms hit the Open Championship today. Um, yeah. How much is that going to factor into this weekend? Um, I think the forecast definitely looks better into the weekend. Today was the day that everyone was afraid of. Uh, and I, I think it was actually slightly better today than what they were thinking. Um, play was halted for about five minutes, uh, but, you know, that's nothing in the big scheme of things. And, uh, and the scores, as you, as you noticed, uh, they were really, they were kind of low yesterday. They stayed at around par today. You know, just guys were just fighting the elements just to save par. Um, so I don't think we'll see that over the weekend. I think we'll start seeing them go low again. Uh, not extremely low, but um, but it'll be fun. It'll be a fun mix of that classic, uh, really tough British Open Open Championship weather <laughs> uh, with a little more sun uh, mixed in like we saw yesterday. Ashley, how is the reaction to no Tiger Woods at this tournament? How is it different when he's not at a tournament overseas than, in, than when he's not at a tournament in the U.S.? You know, I think... I think the golf industry and the golf world is getting used to it. Um, you know, in the beginning when Tiger wasn't showing up, that was the story at these major championships. It really kind of, his presence was very much felt, even though he was miles away. Um, I think this year, it's, it's really, it's not even there anymore. You know, it's the guys like Ricky and Jordan and Dustin and Brooks, you know, these guys are really, doing their part to fill those shoes of making golf interesting and, and keeping those storylines going without uh, the big presence that was Tiger Woods. Uh, I think if he did start feeling better and, you know, start practicing and maybe appearing at some of these tournaments that even that maybe he hosts or some of the lesser profile tournaments, then if he didn't show up in a major, we would start asking questions again. But right now, uh, a no tiger major seems to be very much accepted, and uh, it's it's not a storyline anymore. Well, we'll just wrap up with this because it's been the first timers as of late. Matt Kuchar is two shots back. We touched on Ricky, yeah. who's been close, who's eight shots back. Who is the next uh, no time winner to become a one time winner with a major championship? Oh man, I, you know Kuchar has knocked on the door so often. <laughs> Um, and he just seems to have that patience that's very much required to win a major championship. So I would be very surprised um, if he isn't the next one, the next one to, to grab that first major. Ashley Mayo, Golf Digest brand editor, teaming up with Farmers Insurance, talking open championship. Ashley, thanks so much, and hopefully you don't have to deal with slow golfers and ones that talk a lot. <laughs> 
down. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. Great time. Thanks, Ashley. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Get her on Twitter at Ashley K. Mayo. You can also find her on Instagram where she's got uh, great stuff. We were playing up at the Olympic Club up in San Francisco. I know it's one of your favorite tracks. So, yeah, this. come on. Of course, Dan. Yeah. Like a lot of people go, hey, are you going to watch the Olympics, like Olympic Club or the actual Olympics? Because <laughs> there's only one that matters. For the past few years, Fox Sports Radio has been broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in La Jolla. Fox Sports Radio looking forward to going to the Farmers Insurance Open again next January. If you also want to go watch the pros play in person and walk inside the ropes with Ricky Fowler, who she talked about, and Butch Harmon during the Pro-Am, now's your chance. As a matter of fact, here's one better. How'd you like to go to the Farmers Insurance Open and take another trip to go play the championship course at Sawgrass in Florida? Yes, TPC Sawgrass could be on your itinerary. Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make all of it happen. Just check out FarmersExperienceCounts.com. At FarmersExperienceCounts.com, not only can you get some key golf pointers from Ricky Fowler and Butch Harmon in their Experience Counts video series, you can also enter the Experience Counts sweepstakes to win a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and to TPC Sawgrass, along with a custom-fit set of Cobra Puma clubs. Farmers Experience Counts both on and off the course. Visit FarmersExperienceCounts.com for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app and get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox, and you can get me at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, it is the final installment of our epic NFL divisional preview. We have got a stunner for you. Don't go anywhere. That's next. All right. Looking forward to the weekend. A great John Ramos show. Thanks to Ashley Mayo for joining us. Had the huge news that Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. Requesting a trade. Do you think there's a difference? Uh, he's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That is John Ramos. Do you think there's a difference between requesting a trade and demanding a trade? Yeah, I think it's your tone. Mm-hmm. If you request one, I'd really like to be traded. Or if you walk in and you slam your fist on the table and say, get me the hell out of here. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Which one was it? He's a very he's an intelligent guy. I don't I don't ex, I don't expect him to go in there and slam his fist down on the table. I just I would think he would be sort of very passive aggressive about it a little bit like, "Hey, I love it here. It's a great place to be, but I'd really prefer never to play with that a-hole LeBron James again." It's the slow breakup or the quick breakup, right? You can just get to the point and if you're requesting a trade, maybe it takes you a while. But if you want, you're like, hey, this relationship is done. That's when you demand a trade. You know what move actually works? I just did it. You find blame in them and don't be accountable for what you did. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Just like we've been doing all week long, we can never forget about the National Football League. <laughs> Division previews roll on. Ready, we go. Are you ready for some football? Let's do this now! Okay. It's the NFL Divisional Breakdown. Oh, With Dan Meyer <laughs> and Jonas Knox. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. Training yeah. camp's underway. Two more hey, divisions to go, Dan. Hey, rookies, come in here. Yeah, six down, two to go. We took our divisional compass and we first went north. Mm-hmm. And then we headed east. Yep. And then we went south. And now, Jonas, let's go out to the wild, wild west. Which team in the AFC West is probably going to suck? Oh, jeez. Wow. That, hey, is probably going to. That, now, that is how you 
make news in sports talk radio. Um, listen, I'm going to go with this. They are now neighbors of ours, Dan. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. Oh, interesting. Yep. yep. And here's why, Dan. Because they play in an MLS stadium. That's why. <laughs> that is called in-depth football knowledge. That is how you break down an NFL preview. Okay. I, I, I am all, I'm just going to go process of elimination here. Okay. I like the Chiefs, and I think that the Raiders will continue their winning ways. Okay. The Chargers are now closer to home, so maybe that warms me up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to say the orange crush of the Denver Broncos Whoa. gets crushed. Whoa. Sorry, intern Chad, who even has the, the nice lanyard. Yep. Sorry. Whoa. That three-headed monster you've got in the backfield Jesus. is it is three-headed garbage. Okay. Oh. CJ Anderson, Devontae Booker, Jamal Charles. Hey, if you got three running backs, Johnny Ramos, you know what that means? You got one too many? You don't have one. All yes. right. There you yes. go, John. Way or to one too many. Option B for John Ramos. Uh, Alley-oak to Ramos, and he throws it out of bounds. Oh, man. <laughs> Turnover. Uh, John, do you have an AFC West team you'd like to pick on here? Guys, I think that's best left for tomorrow, oh, Saturday. good. Definitely. Yeah, that's we'll a be weekend pick. It. Yeah, no doubt about it. You're going to do that during Hartman and Pepengo, right? That's <laughs> right. That's in the fourth hour. All right, let's move it up then, Johnny. Move it along. Which team in the NFC West is probably going to suck? Oh, jeez. Man, what is probably... Well, I know it's not the LA Rams because they are going to suck. Okay, that is going to happen for sure. Okay, so probably, I'm going to say probably the Niners, but things could be different with Kyle Shanahan in town trying to get new blood in there, but I know the Rams are going to bleepity bleep yeah listen uh, i'm not looking to pile on the city of los angeles but let's be honest here jared goff stinks he's a bust i don't need to see a year two i saw enough in year one and they play in a toilet bowl in the middle of the ghetto let's just go ahead and point that out there okay that is <laughs> listen stadiums are important with how you play so for that i'm going to say the rams are probably going to all right john ramos go for the hat trick uh arizona do I hear you? Arizona. The Cardinals. Oh, wow. Look at that. I thought he was trying to do like an echo in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Arizona. Oh, okay. I thought oh, somebody no. asked him, John, what do you want from the liquor store? And he was yelling Arizona <laughs> tea. I didn't know. Uh, interesting. I'm going to leave you with this thought. 1-900. No, just kidding. Just we'll, we'll leave that as it is. Kyrie Irving's on his way out of Cleveland, we think. Where do you think it's going to go, Jonas? Oh, I know. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.